Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lighting Our Way podcast, um, a podcast with a standard Uganda Christian University. Uh, my name is Bildan Arnold, a student of Uganda Christian University doing mass communication. Uganda Christian University uh, is said to go to the polls. Uh, that is the law society. And um, it happens every Advent semester. So today we are going to have a discussion. Um, Uganda Society um, is the EC in the right track to organize the Uganda Christian Law Society elections. Um, moving further into the discussion, joining me in studio, um, just in my immediate left is Wamboga David, uh, the man at the helm of the election, the current chairperson, Law Society Electoral Commission boss, um, and of course an LLB for student. Welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. Um, just in the middle, uh, there is um, Ndaula Lawrence, um, former Electoral Commission chairperson for the 23rd um, Guild president. He has just handed over. Um, a fourth year law student once again. How are you doing, Mr. Ndaula? No, I'm good. I'm good. We just good. And now that you've 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 had we now final semester, and basically that is it we have at the moment. Seeing how we go through the graduation tent, basically. But <coughs> feel, it's a privilege to be here. Okay, we shall get into the uh, elections um, that you conducted later on during the discussion. But I'm really honored to have you over here for this podcast. And uh, to my extreme left is uh, Ahewa Martin, um, a very good colleague of mine, an NLB for student, um, lunchpad debate moderator, and uh, the chairperson of Bundibujo Students Association. How are you doing, Martin? I'm fine, Mr. Moderator. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. We are just going through here. And uh, how is Bundibujo? Uh, of course, Bundibujo is as well. We are trying to uplift the status and the status quo is there to improve and to improve on the education sector that side. As you know, people who come from up country districts yeah. we face a challenge of uh, backwardness in terms of education. But uh, for us who have managed to come to Kampala and uh, test uh, the good educa- the education facilities. Yes. It's uh, the onus is on us to also try preaching the message down there, so that at least parents that side see the value of education, so that at least they can be able to always support their children, so that they attain the basic education, <coughs> at least which is at technical level, maybe technical institute. A very good remark there from you. I'm really so um we're starting the podcast in a very light moment, lighting our way, and I feel it's a very a good way of lighting the way of people in society. So over to the topic of discussion. We are having lights all on the Electoral Commission. Lights are all um, sh- towards the um, uh, UCU Law Society election. And right now I'm having the boss in the building. So um, are you ready for the election? Is your commission ready? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We are ready. We are ready. Preparations are still underway. Yes. We are still preparing but I can say we are ready. At least we are good to go. Because this is not the first time we're having it. 
and the mode of election we're going to take we're going to use is not the first time it's been used it has been it has been used three times so it's not something strange and we have learned from the mistakes of our predecessors we have learned on its successes and we are not saying that it's going to we are saying that it's going to be all perfect but what we're going to try to ensure is it will be transparent and everyone at the end of the day will at least have the impact of a free and fair election uh, mr martin do you think that the election the uganda law society election right now is um is placed at the right time do you think this is the right timing for the election yes first of all is that uh, it is uh, a ritual for the law society to organize an election every year uh, which is which is good and uh, that time has come and the electoral commission is well positioned to organize that election however you should also be aware that uh, for you should also be aware that an election is uh, a process it's not a one day event mm. so meaning that for an election to be there really it should be at the center of the people that are going to be involved as you can see as you can see right now and here is that uh, Whereas, whereas the EC is saying is the, it is in the better position, but if you would go through the students right now and ask how many are aware of these elections, you will find none. So uh, really, I, I, I think if you, if you look at the different uh, media platforms, that's social media that is so much integrated into, into, into us, university students, you will find that this election is less talked about or not talked about. So I, I think the Electoral Commission, first of all, should first improve on its publicity because we are not seeing it anywhere. Mm. And in that case, many people are going to be disenfranchised because if I do not know what's taking place, why, how, how will I even go? And uh, and because you can see, uh, we, we are having an incident whereby you find the first year students, first year students wants to go, want to go for these positions. Mm. But they want to go for them because they are not. They do. They, there is no. There is no much clarity. Yeah. The sensitization is is, is at is at lower stage. They do not know when to come in and when not to come in. So I think that is uh, something the ECA should look at at the moment. Um, Honorable uh, Honorable Lawrence, uh, the EC boss um, claims that his commission uh, is ready to organize an election. Uh, on the contrary, Martin is saying that. Um, much as the EC boss claims that he's ready and he's commissioned to organize the law society election, uh, there is a uh, little sensitization that um, is on ground. Students are not aware of the election that is coming up. So as a person that has been in his position, um, a person that has been in um, David's position, uh, do you th- uh, what do you suggest David um, and his commission should do? And in and in any case, do you believe that students are still not aware of the election coming up? Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Mudrita, uh, for the chance. I would first of all commend the Electoral Commission uh, for the message it has brought up so far. A personal as a student, I've received the message. I know that they've posted the program and I've gone through. And uh, recently, I think it was a letter about those that have started campaigning. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I've seen, so the thing is, uh, the publicity maybe is not yet where it is actually supposed to, but it's there and it's being done. Another thing about elections is that uh, the publicity mostly comes up when, when the campaigns start. 
Because now it is not just about the EC. The candidates themselves have the burden to publicize as far as was as they campaign for their for their particular position. So it is also published in one way or another. So it is a fact that out of experience, uh, in the in the initial days, the publicity is there, but it's not felt well. However, when the campaigns start, because even the initial days is it is when the East is mostly busy. They're working on the people's applications. They are they are looking at the results among others, yes. setting out the vetting program. So uh, I believe. Uh, uh, so so far, according to what I've seen, I've uh, actually uh, received the messages, and uh, it is not yet yeah, it is not yet uh, fully there, but still uh, it is there. The publicity has to do a lot in the in annual election. It is one of the things that are expected of. Uh, it comes with uh, not only awareness but also the civic education that the, the voters need, since it is a new uh, format. Each ago, however much you've tried it three times, but they're not enough. It is still a new thing that we need to make better. Mm. Yes, yeah, so uh, I would say. Uh, 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 the publicity so far, uh, it needs to be, uh, you know, done more, but still have uh, a very, very strong faith and strong hope that the publicity shall even be made more uh, efficient by the candidates themselves as a natural uh, thing with the elections. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so over to the uh, electoral commission, boss. Are you having an election coming up? Could you break down to the listeners the electoral mob ma- roadmap? Um, the roadmap? Uh I, I wanted to first respond to to his oh, query. Yes. Yes. Um, he said that the publicity isn't to that pitch or it isn't visibly felt. And um, I can say first, uh, it's not because we are having a transition. Students are moving into a, a, a physical semester. So because we're moving into a physical semester, under normal circumstances, what used to happen previously, uh, there was an online semester, then there was a... So we are still transitioning from a physical semester, online semester. So we are doing two-way. Otherwise, if it was going to be an online election, an online semester, honestly, the onus was going to be on us completely to do everything online. But what we have done... Actually, this past week, we have gone through the different classes and the ones we haven't yet met. We have still uh, planned to meet them all on Monday and Tuesday because they have even extended more time to them. So we are meeting them physically, unlike the other side where it would be online, online. So I think that's that's one of the things. So most of them, I will not say that all of them are aware, but at least I can say most of them, at least we've had a chance to meet them in their different classes to tell them, we have an election coming. Please come on, take place, and all that stuff. So I think that one is where we don't have more online campaigns. I mean, more online publications, but more physical one-on-ones. With uh, what is the mode of the election going to be like? The mode of election, it's going to be an online kind of election. Everything online. In fact, we had planned to have some physical interactions, but no. Everything is going to be online because of the kind of environment we're in, COVID-19, and the need to adhere to the SOPs and the fact that we are going digital. So we are trying to embrace the digital edge. So we are going to have, uh, we have had nominations and applications. We combine the process. So it has, it already kicked off last week. Mm-hmm. So we are carrying it on this week and the next week. Last week on Friday, it's when we, we issued an online publication. So this week, more people are still applying. Others are showing interest. And the next week, they have the time to go to the faculty, pick the nomination letters. They will pay a fee for a particular post they need. For example, president, they will pay the nomination fees, 120000 Vice president, 90000 
speaker onwards as we communicate with the different platforms and notice boards. Then, um, after next week, Friday is the deadline for all of them to nomi- uh, apply and fill in those nomination forms. Everything is through Alpha. Through the Alpha app, you just have to type ucu.sc, alpha.ucu.sc, dot ug then slash elections now that person has to be registered for the semester you don't have to have paid tuition but you need to have registered for the semester for you to be able to partake on those elections i mean to be to partake on filling in those application forms so there they have to pay the fee to the law society finance i mean the election speaker a financial secretary sorry, financial secretary. We have a financial secretary for the electoral commission. Then after that, we kick on. From there, they are going to have, um, after that, they're going to be nominated. The students are going to nominate them next week. After, sorry, after next week, that is... Uh, that is next Friday. Yeah, the next I mean, Friday. After, that after is, next Friday. After next Friday, that's yeah. between the 7th to 11th. The students are going to nominate them. Then after that, then the next time it's going to be vetting process. It's only going to be for two days. And then after the vetting, that's when campaigns are going to kick in and everyone will campaign. That's we have given them two weeks. That's between the 16th to the 3rd of March. So they have two good weeks to do the campaigns, to lobby support, to... And obviously, more information is going to roll in. Maybe what I have to clarify on the part of... Uh, what they need to bring for the vetting process. They will have to bring the receipts they got when they paid for the different positions for nomination. Mm-hmm. Those different, they will have to bring in those receipts they received. And also they have to bring, uh, they have to show that they are fully members of the society. That means they have to bring proof either from the speaker or from the finance secretary that they are fully members of the society. Because to participate in this election, you have to be a full member. There is a difference between a member Everyone is a member. In, in fact, a moment I joined law school, I'm a member of the law society. Mm-hmm. But for you to be a full member, you need to have read, like paid that fee. So that's what that's one of the criteria. One last thing is um, the part of the results. It's still being discussed with the commission. We will come with a solution. The most important thing is they should show up with their results and. Uh, yeah, we are going to discuss the mode on how to bring it, but we just need them to show up with their results so that we know the people who are going to partake in this election. They are competent, they are credible, they are they are not people who are who have anomalies so anywhere, let's say with the faculty mm-hmm. or with their different lecturers. Uh, I have I have like one one query within uh, uh, if you look at the fee mm-hmm. that has been put up by the EC. By the by, by the law society saying that the president should pay one hundred and twenty thousand, uh, the vice president ninety thousand. If I get you very well, yes. And then uh, other lesser positions, of course, speaker, and you will find that they are paying about sixty thousand. Speaker is paying eighty five thousand. As you can see, the speaker is paying eighty five thousand, and all that. that is uh, really that is a lot of money to a student, very a lot of money, because uh, I w- I would want to compare. Law society with uh, the guild. Hmm. The guild is a body that takes over the entire university. But if you look at its mode of elections and its fees, do not reflect what the EC, what what the law society is doing. Because if yes, yes, the guild president is supposed to pay to hundred and twenty thousand for nomination fee. But now, a person 
representing the whole of the law faculty, who is the member of parliament, representing the whole law faculty, only pays 60,004 as nomination fee. You get. But now the people he's representing, or he's representing now, you reach a vice president is paying 90,000. Uh. A speaker is paying 85,000. Um, um, Mr. David, and isn't yeah. the law society exploiting society <laughs> um thank you very much i've gotten that question many times uh i can just say uh we are not exploiting it is not exploiting uh the, to answer that question directly the election the society needs to there are three ways in which the society needs to be fund funded and it needs to run this election mm-hmm. First, it's supposed to get money from the administration. It's supposed to get money from the society itself and then also from the nomination fee. And the constitution clearly states that the commission will state a reasonable fee for people to participate and come and take on posts. Now, I don't think, in my opinion, 120,000 is really exorbitant. And the reason why it is not uniform, actually, the rate, the, I think the right question would have been, why well, isn't it uniform so that we know that everyone wants to participate, they pay a uniform fee. The reason why it's not uniform is you don't have the scenario of uh, uh, an academic secretary saying, I also paid 100,000. Uh, the president is also saying, I paid, I paid 100,000. And they are all trying to have this balance of power and tussling it out. The reason why we pay that, first and foremost, we want to, like any other electoral process, you want to have the ones who are qualified show up and the ones who are deeply interested. It's more of a technicality, but not that technicality to knock out, but to show people who are deeply interested. The way I know normal elections where um, the EC will say nomination fee uh, for you to be president, you have to pay 20000 that is non, non-refundable. It doesn't mean that parliament is not going to give the electoral commission the money to run the election. No, and doesn't mean that the electoral commission is going to get salaries from that money. No, it's just to show people who are deeply serious. I mean, you don't have a scenario of, let's say, just putting the nomination fee at 4K and we have over 500 people deeply showing interest. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, David. Let me cut you short. I wanted Lawrence to say something. Could you please talk about the nomination fees and your opinion on the exorbitant fees that we are seeing law society coming up with? Okay, uh, before answering the question, I think we need to understand, uh, firstly, the sources of the funds for these particular bodies. Yes, however much uh, the guild itself as the electoral commission, but its source of funds is different from the one of the, from the law society. Yeah. Uh, I do not know uh, whether the basic source of money for the law society is the subscription fee that uh, those interested to be part of uh, members of the law society do. Now, if it, is, if, it's, if it is the case, then it is different. It is way smaller than the guild electric because the guild source of income is the guild fund which is paid by every student so if you get the population of the university it is way bigger than the population of the law faculty as it itself uh-huh. you understand so if at all we are to add you uh we are to add you this matter in as far as the sources of funds uh, then i would not uh, have the right to 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 to, to intervene into the, the the electoral commission decision in as far as this however if at all uh, they had uh Maybe a good source. They might, not be, they might not be the same as guild, but they can also be good sources because still the fifty thousand is not less. That all most of uh, actually almost seventy percent of the hours pay. Yes, yeah, so I think you just need to know. Uh, we just need to first find out at the sources and how much those sources actually give in. Because again, the electoral commission budget for the guild is always presented to parliament at the start of the term of service, which I think is different from the EC because the EC's budget for the law society. 
is basically brought up at, at I think during the time of the elections themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think the Zuri is no uh, uh let me say uh solid source of income initially from the start. Mm-hmm. So if at all maybe there was a fee that they could maybe base on even right from the start because the EC itself exists at the start of the term of service, mm-hmm. but now it's budget. So these are uh, Budgeting uh, things are really different from the two electoral commissions, and that is how I could answer that. Okay, okay. Uh, Martin, um, elections are now a global um, and local aspect of our life, uh, generally. We have elections at school, we have elections in the community, we have elections at also the national level. Yeah. What, in your comment, is the state of elections in our community? Uh, so thank you, Mr. Moderator. Since you're talking about elections and we have been talking about school elections, uh, the, the current chairperson of the of the Rosette Electoral Commission seems to to, to define our political representation on, uh, on on the merit of finances, saying that uh, maybe if you cannot afford, if you if you're poor, you're not supposed to represent people, even though you had the will. <laughs> So in, in, when he says commitment, commitment is shown on money. Commitment is shown on money, saying that uh, we are not putting that money because we as the EC want to use it to organize an election, but we want to see how people are committed. So saying that if someone raises 120,000, someone can raise 120,000 when he wants to burn it, mm-hmm. but he wants to burn it using the electoral commission. But someone can also raise small money having the interest to serve the people. <coughs> so I think maybe what I can say is that uh, we as a country, as you can see uh, how we have been groomed now, that politics is all about money. Uh, it is the trend of the elections now, which I think which I think it's very unprecedented and very bad for our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, it is it is the reason as to why we have uh, the, the, the social economic status as it is right now. And, and you see the it's worrying because we have now lobbyists, we have uh, dealers in the parliament because of the exorbitant uh, fees that were set out, by the way, by, 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 by government, saying that uh, a president should pay 20 million. Why should a president pay 20 million? Yes, we know uh, you must be having, but at least we should look at the life, the life of a candidate, not the economic power. But we should, yeah, we should look at the life, the social status of a candidate, his connection between him and the people. You may be rich, but you may not be having a connection with the people. So you cannot represent them in a good manner as it is needed. So me, I think elections have really, it's alarming. And if this, if this is not uh, given urgency, uh, we may end up in a political instability and our country will be a shame. Uh, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, can you put a comparison between university politics and national elections? Is there any point of um, similarity? It depends, uh, first of all, on the university. And uh, definitely the similarity, there's a general similarity of leadership, that it is all leadership. But again, if you have to go deep down into specifics, uh, it depends on the university itself. Uh, you know, for example, at UC, we, are, we, are, we do non-partisan politics. Which is which gives us a general similarity of that we are all leading, but uh, it doesn't go so much uh, similar 
as compared to the university the universities for example Makerere University whereby the political parties themselves actually get candidates within those particular parties within those universities yeah so it is different and then uh, according uh, to what uh, my my brother my fellow here said about uh, about uh, the criteria of the elections that we we actually have uh, in in Africa uh, okay now I, I don't want us to be blinded by the other requirements that the electoral commission asks for because it is not only the fee the fee is just part of the application process just like just like just like other things when people apply for not only elections but still they pay a fee attached to that, to that particular you know another thing is uh, i think we need to also first uh, if it is about the fee we also need to first look at the role of the nomination fee because even the 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 the, the national electoral commission however much it gets the 20 million and the other millions from other however much it gets the 20 million from the president and other amounts of money from other candidates still it is not the source for for it run the election mm-hmm. we know that still parliament approves <coughs> a budget right from the ministry whereby they get the money from the ministry of finance so we know that also so we need to also first determine at the amount of this fee but i do not think we should clearly say that it is to obstruct those because opponents have paid it even if yes opponents have paid it, even opponents to the president mm. so i think and then also uh, about a similarity uh, we need to the similarity is there it is basically there because it it gives students leadership in, in universities like makerere we know that even right now that the current for example chairman of the dp he was once even the late mutebiri was once guild president makerere mm-hmm. so it creates a similarity that it it it, it first of all uh, builds a lineage for those people and it also uh, gives them a uh, a very good employer employability opportunity outside there which keeps on uh, you know uh, chasing that trend hence the similarity every person has a price mm. um, um mr david um, i'm i'm giving you this much um i need this position what oh. is the price of your commission uh, the commission stands on 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 transparency it stands on integrity it stands on um on on delivery at least that's that's where we are at transparency integrity and delivery so i think we are going to be if i'm not mistaken we are the only commission of course right now it's too early to to make the call but we are the only commission who even place a slot somewhere on our roadmap that we are actually going to give you a report on how how the election went from from the beginning to the end we are going to literally tell you so that we are held accountable so that in case and that doesn't it's not going to limit anyone who intends to petition or anyone who has any any issues mm. so the fact that we are choosing to be transparent we are choosing to get to be integral and we are choosing to go uh open so that um even from the books of finance everything we're going to leave everything untouched so that anyone who has any query they kindly come and ask so that is our price as of now there is it doesn't intend to change i don't think it will change but that's mm-hmm. our price for now okay okay um over to um mr martin so um generally um as a person that is viewing the election uh, what are the main cha- challenges standing in the way of the, their duty yes uh mr moderator you bring in a very good question and uh, really it is uh, me me as uh, an electorate which is going to participate in these elections i'm going to cast my vote but i i don't i don't want my vote to be put into waste or maybe 
uh, I wouldn't want the election process to be to 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 be, to be inter, inter, interfered with. Uh, for example, like, as I was discussing, out I told you that in two thousand nineteen we had an election, the presidential <coughs> UCU UCU Law Society election, whereby we had uh, a candidate who was nominated by the EC, the the Society EC nominated by the Society EC. They they gave him. A go a go forward. He was vetted, and he was a successfully nominated candidate, and he was and he started campaigning. Mm. The gentleman his used his money, he put up banners, and he mobilized, and uh, some of us went to on the day of polls so that we vote for him. Mm. But unfortunately, we 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 reached we we reached when we held the ballot papers, his face and name was cancelled. Mm. So, so. So being cancelled, and uh, it, it it was an authority saying that uh, maybe the he, he has uh, saying that he had committed, uh, uh, he had he had he had been subject to the law council whereby maybe he had copped an exam and all that, but why would the EC vet him, nominate him, and they produce him as a successful a successful candidate? So. Uh, um, yeah. I think that is a very important point of this discussion. And uh, I believe the gentleman was called um, Mukiza Arnold, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, it brings me to a very important question uh, to the EC boss. Yeah. Um, how are disagreements and consensus reached after elections? And um, after answering that, I want you to uh, talk about the independence of your commission. How independent is your commission? You can start with either of the questions. Um, let, let me say independence. The, cons, the, the constitution gives makes the EC independent. We are independent. And so uh, my colleague here raises a valid judgment of um, a person was vetted. They went through the process. They went up to the debate. And then on the day of voting, um, they weren't able to, they, they literally were erased out, or you would say they were technically knocked out due to a decision from the high authority. Now, uh, it's kind of tricky, but I'll try to answer the question straightforward. The EC is as independent as the powers given to it in the constitution. So where a decision has to deal with um, administrative issues, where, let's say, uh, there is an issue, that's why as much as we have gained independence, and actually, due to that issue, we were able to issue out other guidelines. For example, we now said, instead of someone just coming previously, the person would just go and get um, a recommendation from a lecturer or from the faculty, whoever, whomsoever they chose fit. But this time around, you get the recommendation from the dean, you get the recommendation either from the dean or the associate dean. Mm-hmm. And also from the from the from two different lecturers, that means by the time those three different people, three signatures have approved and said this person is fit to stand, honestly, unless it's a last minute call, unless it is something that of which the commission is not going to just wake up one morning and say we are just going to say we are not going to allow this person to run, yeah. unless otherwise we will at least have as much as we can to. We will try to eliminate any kind of um, run-ins, any kind of shortfalls that uh, this one shouldn't go through. That's that's impossible mm-hmm. because 
we have already tried to create all space so that get at least recommendation from here, get recommendation from here. We have even created a slot where students should actually nominate their candidates. Oh. We are not going to have scenarios of and now the, the decision lays entirely on the EC. No, yeah. students are going to actually also participate in the voting process. So everyone is going to participate, not just students, not just the EC, but also the administration. And the reason we bring in the administration, it's not that the EC isn't trying to fight against the administration. Oh, yeah. These two bodies have to work in unison and in accord so that uh, if there are any issues whatsoever, they, they are balanced amicably. You don't have a scenario of, let's say, a guild president who the administration doesn't want to, who the, uh, the administration doesn't really river or like, like want to work with, and then for you the students want to. I think that would be impasse. It would create some collision course, and this the you would have you want to have a situation where all of you are breathing the same air. The administration is saying this, the guild who is representing the students are saying this, and you're all at least on the same line. You don't have a situation of. The administration wants this. May I want that? It is. It would. The conflict of okay. interest and power would I'm be. Talking bad. about conflict. Yeah. Uh, could you get into consensus after elections if there are challenges? How are the challenges solved? Yeah. Uh, if there are any challenges whatsoever, the constitution has created room for addressing these grounds by petitioning. In case there is there is any issue whatsoever, let's say uh, someone is not uh, someone is aggrieved on. Uh, on, on a decision that the EC made, maybe someone was disqualified, maybe there was a technical knockout, maybe the, uh, the administration interfered or meddled into the decision or literally influenced the electoral commission, which I believe is unlikely, uh, very, very unlikely. Um, the person can go and petition. And the constitution has already, the 2021 Law Society Election Commission, sorry, Law Society Electoral Commission, yeah, commission and the constitution, the 2021 constitution, literally states that a person can go and appeal if you are disagreed and you are literally disenfranchised with the process, go and appeal the process or go and petition the commission, petition this election, and you are heard by the law council. I believe that's how conflicts are resolved. So you don't have those fights and mamas that, hey man, you forced on us someone we didn't like. Okay. No, no, no. But if you can allow me, I would like to ask a yes or no question to the chairperson. Yeah, feel free, feel free. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Chair, if tomorrow you find an incident whereby the whereby you have, because you know under the constitution, under the constitution of Uganda, the the electoral commission is independent of anyone, and you get you the, it gets its money from the consolidated consolidated fund in the whole world. It is it it, it it is a normal practice that an electoral commission should be independent of anything. So it so is your uh, so is your uh, commission. If tomorrow you had a different position with the dean of faculty of law, would you that 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 that, that uh, interferes with the work of the EC? Would you say a no to him? <laughs> okay, that's a tricky question. Uh, I thought it would be a yes or no question. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a yes or no. It's a yes or no. But um, because it's a tricky kind of question, very tricky, but to try to answer it, I understand the position he's coming from, that the Electoral Commission under normal circumstances has to be in, in, independent of anybody, of any decision, and it has to make decisions as a commission and as an independent body. But given the fact and the nature of, of, of 
politics we do here at the university, which is different. I'll just start with, I'll infer from what he did from way back in high school and 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 maybe we start with primary high school, where the administration, as much as they are the ones actually who manage the election, they have, they want to bring it in us that elect your own desired choice. But where the populace has a person they wish to bring in, yet the administration feels this person has queries that maybe the population doesn't sat down to observe. I think there, in my opinion, the Electoral Commission, as much as it has to sit down and make a, a independent decision, which should not be remove this one on the ballot or do this one, they also have to sit down and, and ascertain and check through, should we go with this or shouldn't we go with that? That's my opinion. Okay, uh, you have something to say? Uh, no, that question is, is basically, the biggest problem with it is, it is always a question of procedure. True. Why the dean comes in on the voting day and they say that no, this person is not supposed to be there? That means that there is some information they will not be knowing. Mm. But then it all comes from procedure. That is why sometimes the electoral commission and the administrations have always been pro- have always been having problems. Because the procedure has been a bit retrospective, mm. it comes back to the admin later after the EC doing it. Yet, people must get the recommendation right from faculty. And that mm. is where they meet the administrators and the dean mm. before facing the EC. It has to be part of the application. So now, if at all they go and definitely the faculty has done its part, scrutinizing their character, their results and everything, then we wouldn't, wouldn't have been having such problems on the voting day or maybe after. Okay, okay. So they have to revise a procedure whereby the deans and those particular people are always brought in first. Another thing is the question of independence is a bit tricky in, in university or maybe school politics because, again, the EC always has returning officers. Mm-hmm. And now those returning officers are... In most cases, they are administrators. Now, the EC is independent, but returning officers are always put there to oversee the work of the EC. So that is where the question of independence is a bit confusing because it can't be entirely if someone has to oversee you, meaning if they oversee you, they can easily determine your decision. Okay. Uh, I've yeah. been having an interesting discussion with our panelists, um, Mr. Wamboga David, the EC boss, uh, Uganda Christian Law Society. We're having Hewa uh, Timothy, Hewa Martin, sorry, um, an LLB for student, uh, moderator um, Lunchpad, and uh, the um, uh, president um, Uganda Budibujo Students Association. And uh, I've also been uh, with Andaula Lawrence, the former Electoral Commission boss, 23rd Guild Government. Uh, we have had an interesting discussion on Lighting Our Way, a podcast uh, for the standard Uganda Christian University from our entire team. I'm, I'm your host, Abil and Arnold. Have a blessed time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way.